0: the right
1: Greetings this is podcast number 47 of Blast the right I'm Jack Hawk from therationalradical.com www.therationalradical.com Today, we're going to discuss the big Ann Coulter controversy. Let's get right into it. Originally, I swore to myself that I wasn't going to do a segment on the Ann Coulter 911 widow's brouhaha. There was just too much media coverage already. But then I realized I have a clip of Coulter that's arguably worse than anything she wrote in her book and many of you haven't heard it. Plus, I have some analysis of the situation that I haven't heard elsewhere. So this segment on Ann Coulter will be a nice change of pace from the heavy on the statistics, dollars and cents, percentages of this and that podcast that I've done recently. We'll just talk about a different kind of facts here. First, I'll analyze the Coulter 911 widows controversy on its own terms, and then I'll put it in my own context right-wingers as sociopathic personalities, and Coulter being Exhibit A. This podcast will be longer than usual. Please let me know if this longer length is okay occasionally, or if you'd prefer that I make sure they stay under 30 minutes. My sources are The New York Times, ABC News, The New York Daily News, People for the American Way, MediaMatters.org, Newsmax.com, and BillOReilly.com. To preserve my sanity and keep my blood pressure at non-lethal levels, please understand I have not bought and read Coulter's book. My comments are based on excerpts I have read and on Coulter's own public comments. The Who, What, When and Where Why will come later. As many of you know, the husbands of Karen Breitweiser, Lori Van Alken, Mindy Kleinberg, and Patty Cassaza died on nine one one. These widows were not happy with the information about nine one one being provided by the government and they found common cause in pushing to create the 911 Commission. That commission, quote, put out a scathing report criticizing the Clinton and Bush administrations for not taking the terrorist threat more seriously, close quote. These Jersey girls, as they came to be known, also committed the cardinal sin in right wing eyes of supporting John Kerry. We can't have that. Anyone who supports Kerry must be slimed, big time. And Coulter did just that. Just so it's fresh in your mind, here are a couple of the more egregious things she wrote in her book. Quote, these self-obsessed women seemed genuinely unaware that 911 was an attack on our nation and acted as if the terrorist attacks happened only to them. These broads are millionaires, lionized on TV and in articles about them, reveling in their status as celebrities and stalked by grieferazis. I've never seen people enjoying their husband's death so much. And by the way, how do we know their husbands weren't planning to divorce these harpies? Now that their shelf life is dwindling, they'd better hurry up and appear in Playboy. For good measure, Coulter also called them the witches of East Brunswick. Here are two more things you may not have heard. On MSNBC's the situation with Tucker Carlson, Coulter proclaimed that, quote, these women got paid, they ought to take their money and shut up about it, close quote. Talk about the phenomenon of psychological projection. Who's going to make more money on 911 than Ann Coulter? And who should shut up about it more? Think what you've just heard Coulter say is so far over the top it's in orbit, thinks she couldn't say anything worse, then you don't know Ann Coulter. The worst thing of all that I've heard Coulter say about these 911 widows came on Hannity and Combs. Usually I criticize Alan Combs, as do virtually all progressives, for not standing up to Hannity and the other right wingers who dominate that show. Here, however, He posed a great question to Coulter. Take a listen. Do you think for one second Mm -hmm. these women... Would not give up every piece of celebrity and notoriety they have to have their husbands back. Oh, I don't back. know.
0: At this point, to give up $2 million to have, to have their husbands they back. Oh, my God. They wouldn't do that to have their husbands back. They would not give bad really bad I, I, I want to be celebrity celebrity clear on this. Status. They would
1: not give this up to get their husbands back.
0: I don't know. It can't read into their hearts, but it isn't as obvious to me as it apparently really? is to you. They're not their phones around and they to be kidding me.
1: Without the interruptions and talking over each other, here's what was said Combs asked. Do you think for one second these women would not give up every piece of celebrity and notoriety that they have to have their husbands back? Coulter's response? Oh, I don't know. At this point, to give up $2 million, to have to go back to cooking meals and not appearing in Vanity Fair, they're clearly enjoying their celebrity status. Probably not believing what he was hearing, Combs asked again. I want to be clear on this. They would not give this up to get their husbands back? Coulter didn't budge. I don't know. I can't read into their hearts, but it isn't as obvious to me as it apparently is to you. Close quote. You've just heard the who, what, when, and where of Ann Coulter's attack on the 911 widows. Now the why. What could possibly compel Ann Coulter to engage in such a 1,000 miles over the line level of viciousness? She claims she had to write what she did because Democrats use victims as spokespeople, and that means, Ann disingenuously argues, she can't respond. Here's an edited clip of Ann with the Always pleasant to listen to Neil Cavuto on Fox. And as
0: I say in that chapter, this isn't the only time. I mean, of course, there's Cindy Sheehan, there's Joe Wilson. Can't respond. Can't point out right. that his wife works at the CIA. There's there's Max Cleland. There's Mirtha. I mean, it goes back to Carolyn McCarthy, the congressman from Long Island, whose uh, husband was shot on the Long Island Railroad. Right. You, it's always and 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 um, Christopher Reeve arguing for stem embryonic stem cell research, not to adult challenge stem cell him,
1: research. almost looks right. sacrilege. Right.
0: Right. They always yeah. send in someone that, because of a personal story, we're not allowed. Allowed to respond to. We don't do that. Just make the argument. Be amazing. Step up I to the read this?
1: We're not allowed to respond. Here's Ann on Jay Leno's Tonight Show.
0: Democrats sending out victims, Cindy Sheen, Max Cleland, these four women from New Jersey, making the exact same points Howard Dean could be making. But mm. we can say, you know, we can attack Howard Dean. But in this case, their husbands died. Her son died. We can't respond.
1: We can't respond. Other right wingers are her echo chamber. For example, David Horowitz, who says it's not Anne but the Jersey girls who crossed the line. I think what Anne has done is a service, and I don't think people understand it uh, obviously at all. There is a great human, there is a great human tragedy. There is also a political argument. It wasn't Anne who crossed the line. It was these widows who crossed the line. They have called Bush a liar. They have accused him of being responsible for 9-11. And then you want to hold say...
0: On, don't speak to the Then monitor. you
1: want to say, we'll hold them harmless. You can't... Uh, you know, they can, they can go out and call the president a liar and make him responsible for all these deaths, but you can't respond to them. That's your point. You can't respond to them. The truth is, Coulter and Horowitz and all the rest of the right wing have set up a flimsy-flimsy straw man argument. Of course they can respond. You know, and I know, and Ann and David and all the right-wingers know, the issues are always fair game to discuss. Democrats trot out so-called victims not because they don't want to discuss the issues, but because they do. They want the issues to be discussed, not the personal characteristics of the person presenting their point of view. They don't want the alleged motives or the personal foibles of the speaker discussed, which is what right-wingers excel at. By using so-called victims as spokespeople, Democrats are trying to make it harder for anyone to irrelevantly and viciously attack the motives or personal shortcomings of such spokespeople and thus divert attention away from the underlying substantive issues. If a 911 widow, for example, asserts facts A, B, and C, and then says they prove conclusion D, who says you can't criticize that? Of course you can. You can say that the 911 widows' facts A and B and C are all wrong, and that even if correct, their conclusion D is totally erroneous, even dangerous. And then you can assert your own facts, 1 and 2 and 3, and reach your own conclusion 4. Obviously, you can do that. The 911 widow's victim status in no way, in anyone's mind, shields them from factual criticism and rebuttal on the issues. But that's not what right-wingers want to do, or at least not all they want to do. Coulter has apparently been supremely upset, boiling inside for quite a long time, that her right wing cohorts were reluctant to personally attack, to denigrate, to question the motives of, to engage in the politics of personal destruction against these 911 widows. Hence her horrific book, her pent up fury bursting out in a veritable orgy of ugly sentiment and vitriol. Coulter well knows. She can criticize the Jersey girls on the facts. She just wants to be able to engage in the politics of personal destruction against them as well. So you see, Coulter's entire main point that she can't respond to the victim is bogus. And Coulter knows that bringing out victims as spokespeople is effective because it does make it harder for right-wingers with more decency than Ann Coulter to trash the victims personally. Coulter's goal in this section of her book, therefore, is twofold. First, she wants to permanently lower the bar so that other Heretofore, more circumspect right-wingers will feel free to viciously trash victims whose policy prescriptions don't fit the right-wing mold. And second, Coulter wants to intimidate victims involved in news stories, make them reluctant to ever speak out, lest they receive from Coulter and other right-wing character assassins the Jersey Girl treatment. We must not allow Coulter to achieve her two goals. P.S. You know that if 911 had happened on Clinton's watch, Coulter would be praising the Jersey girls as the embodiment of everything proper and holy about America. OK, let's take a short break with some specially selected music. And then come back to continue this discussion.
0: My girlfriend doesn't call people names. She doesn't think that liberals are insane. My girlfriend is not involved by her looks. My girlfriend does not write hateful books, but she can cook. So I guess my girlfriend is no Ann Coulter. My girl has a soldier. She got no chips on her shoulder. And I thank God that she's no
1: Ann Coulter. Let's now go on to the wider issue, Coulter as sociopath. Some commentators, both establishment figures and online forum visitors, have started to question Coulter's psychological state. Republican Congressman Peter King of New York. It's totally inhumane to be saying things like this about people who went through such agony. Democratic Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney of Manhattan. It seems that she's just full of anger and hate. Jersey girl Karen Breitweiser. She sounds like a very disturbed, unraveled person. A comment posted on MediaMatters.org. I think any show that Ann Coulter appears on should require her to take a drug test. Whatever she is on makes Russia's OxyContin look like aspirin. Not to mention that she is clinically insane. Inhumane, full of anger and hate. Disturbed and unraveled, on drugs. Clinically insane. All pretty close to the mark. This 911 Widows episode isn't an aberration. It's part of a pattern of behavior by Ann Coulter that should be called by its rightful name. To be totally accurate, to be more precise, what Ann Coulter evinces, as do many right-wingers, are the personality characteristics of sociopaths. Way back in the very first full podcast, number two, I devoted the entire show to discussing the theme, How Right-Wingers Are Like Sociopaths. Ann Coulter affords us the perfect opportunity to revisit that subject. What are the personality traits of sociopaths? How about these three? An obsession with causing others misery and death, an extreme lack or even absence of empathy for others, including or even especially their victims, and the derivation of a perverse psychological, sometimes psychosexual pleasure from their actions. Let's go over each of them and see how each applies to lovely Anne. Wanting to cause suffering and death to others. How many people has Ann Coulter publicly wished death upon? I know of quite a few. Let's review them. First of all would be her infamous call to kill leaders of Muslim countries and not to worry too much about bombing to death their civilian populations. Quote, We should invade their countries kill their leaders, and convert them to Christianity. We weren't punctilious about locating and punishing only Hitler and his top officers. We carpet-bombed German cities. We killed civilians. That's war, and this is war. Close quote. This piece of writing got Anne fired from National Review magazine. Anne has also expressed death wishes towards New York Times editors and reporters. She said, quote, My only regret with Timothy McVeigh is he did not go to the New York Times building, close quote. Asked later on if she had any regrets about that comment and stated, quote, Of course I regret it. I should have added, after everyone had left the building except the editors and reporters, close quote. Anne has also targeted a Supreme Court justice. Quote, We need someone to put rat poison in Justice Stevens' creme brulee. Close quote. She later claimed to have been joking. Stevens, of course, voted to uphold Roe v. Wade. How about Anne's call to kill John Walker Lind and to be prepared to kill all liberal traitors? Quote, you really regret, once again, that John Walker is not getting the death penalty. We need to execute people like John Walker in order to physically intimidate liberals by making them realize that they could be killed, too. Otherwise, they will turn out into outright traitors, quote. Even presidents are not beyond Anne's reach. Speaking of Bill Clinton, she said, in this recurring nightmare of a presidency, we have a national debate about whether he did it, even though all sentient people know he did. Otherwise, there would be debates only about whether to impeach or assassinate. Close quote. I wonder if she got a visit from the Secret Service when she said that. And finally, just the other day, and was at it again, saying that someone else deserved to be killed. Quote, In an email interview with John Hawkins at the Right Wing News website, Coulter was asked for comments on several prominent individuals. When the name of Pennsylvania Democrat and ex-Marine Jack Murtha came up, Coulter remarked, The reason soldiers invented fragging. Close quote. Fragging was a term used during the Vietnam War to refer to soldiers killing their own officers. A fragmentation grenade would be dropped into the victim's tent at night. So the cult or death wishes are for leaders and civilians of Muslim countries, New York Times editors and reporters, Justice John Paul Stevens, John Walker Lind, liberal traitors. Bill Clinton, and John Mertha. Okay, check confirmed for that item. Obsession with causing misery and death to others. No empathy. Is there anyone in America... Certainly, anyone granted access to the public airwaves repeatedly by the corporate media, is there anyone in America who shows less empathy to victims of any sort than Ann Coulter. Her comments about the 911 widows enjoying their husbands' deaths is all you need to know about that. Like a true sociopath, Ann cannot put herself in the shoes of another and is therefore able to emotionally brutalize or wish physical harm on other people without the slightest flicker of conscience. Remember the BTK killer who would bind, torture, and kill, therefore BTK, his victims? In court, he had a complete lack of remorse. He didn't even seem to know he did anything wrong. He described what he did in a cold, clinical manner. A detective recalled interviewing him, quote, It was like we were talking over a coffee, as if he were relaying a fishing story. Close quote. When Ann throws out her comments about causing murder and mayhem, she's similarly flippant. She could be relaying a fishing story. Here's something else I read about the BTK killer. He mimicked his victim's protests as yada, yada, yada. Those are the words he used, yada, yada, yada. This brings to my mind what George Bush did when facing the pleas for clemency of a woman scheduled to be executed in Texas, Carla Faye Tucker. The Pope and a number of other prominent people asked Bush to spare her, but he said no. She was going to be executed. And Bush mocked her pleas for clemency. According to an interviewer, Bush, quote, Whimpers, his lips pursed in mock desperation. Please don't kill me. Close quote. Imagine a governor of a state mocking a prisoner who is pleading for clemency. Reminds me of Ann Coulter mocking the 911 widows. By saying that she never saw anyone like the Jersey girls enjoy their husband's death so much, that maybe their husbands were going to divorce those harpies, that their shelf life is dwindling, they better hurry up and appear in Playboy. Those are sociopathic levels of unempathetic commentary. Okay, check confirmed for this sociopathic personality trait. Lack of empathy for others. Finally, there's the enjoyment of it all. True sociopaths don't just not feel guilty about, they enjoy what they do. You really have to see on a video clip the sheer glee in Coulter's eyes as she goes about her business of character assassination and calling for others to be killed. She's just having such a good time. I can play you two audio clips that give you some idea. Here's her flippant and vain reply to Jay Leno when he asked her if the type of comments she makes wouldn't do the opposite of bringing people around to her point of view trying to attract
0: people. If I wanted to attract people, you know, I'd wear sexy dresses, grow my hair long. No, I gotcha. Oh, wait, no. Um.
1: And how about this? Coulter has argued that all 12 million undocumented immigrants in this country should be deported. All of them. Listen to the sheer joy in her voice as she contemplates these mass deportations.
0: I'd build a wall. In fact, I'd hire illegal immigrants to build the wall, um, and and throw out the illegals who are here. You would throw I, them out. You can't even. Uh,
1: you would throw them. Yeah. Out. So yes. Uh, the- what is she having an orgasm? Picturing the sheer joy of watching twelve million men, women, and children, entire families, or in some cases families even torn apart, being. Uprooted from their homes, their communities, and expelled from America? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: This isn't about directly killing people, just uprooting and destroying their entire lives. I guess Anne can accept that as a second choice if she can't achieve the literal killing of the people in her gun sights. So now we can check off the third item, deriving pleasure from their actions. Coulter, therefore does exhibit the personality characteristics of a sociopath that I set forth earlier. I'll end this discussion of sociopaths with this question posed by a comment poster, Sagra, on MediaMatters.org. Sagra wrote, quote, Would Coulter erase 911 if she had a chance? Let's say God gave her a button to push that would erase it all. If she pushes it, then the terrorists get caught while they're in flight school. The hijackings didn't happen. The towers are still standing. Nobody got killed. No Project for a New American Century Pearl Harbor. No Bush at Ground Zero giving a speech with his arm draped over a firefighter's shoulders. No 90-plus percent approval ratings. No Afghanistan. I wonder if Coulter would give that all up just for 3,000 lives. Closed quote. I would add: no Iraq, no war on terror to cut civil liberties at home, no excuse to torture people, no war profiteering by business cronies, and in Bush's case by his uncle. Can you imagine Ann Coulter not pushing the button, not preventing 911? I can. It's not unimaginable and only a sociopath would not push the button. There is, of course, a difference between the BTK killer and right-wing sociopaths like Ann Coulter. The BTK killer literally kills his victims individually by his own hand on a, you might call it, a retail basis. Those like Coulter, with the policies they advocate, carpet bombing, executing liberal traitors, or events they wish would occur, blowing up the New York Times building, often wish to have their victims killed on a wholesale basis and not by their own hands. Others would do the physical dirty work for them. Even when the desires for mayhem are retail, poison Stevens, assassinate Clinton, frag Mirtha, the killing will be done by others. Coulter can just cheerfully opine that it should happen. It's not her physical actions, it's her mindset and verbal output that is sociopathic. She evinces the psychological traits of a sociopath. Let's address a final question. What should be done with Ann Coulter? Imagine if a left-wing media figure had said that she wished Timothy McVeigh had gone to the Fox News building. And then when asked if she had any regrets about saying that, replied, oh yes, she should have added only after everyone other than the editors and reporters had left the building. There is not the slightest doubt in the world that that leftist would have been banned from the mainstream media for all eternity, and long after that as well. Yet, Coulter has made easily a half-dozen of these wishing-death-on-people comments, and she's awarded the cover of Time magazine and a flattering story inside. All hail the sociopath. How is Coulter allowed at all on national media? Not just when she makes especially controversial comments, but day in and day out as a political commentator. Why isn't she shunned? Not only by the left, but by the mainstream media and the center as Ann Coulter the sociopath, who wishes death and misery on everyone who disagrees with her who believes everyone who disagrees with her is deserving of death and whose explicit murders she will often fantasize about out loud, if not directly call for. This is how morally debased, in other words, how extremely right-wing, the U.S. corporate-owned media has become. In response to complaints about Ann Coulter, right-wingers, pathetically bring up Michael Moore and Al Franken? Bill O'Reilly wrote just this week, quote, I mean, give me a break. The vicious Al Franken-Michael Moore crowd is now appalled by Coulter? That's like Hulk Hogan being offended by Barry Bonds, close quote. How many people have Michael Moore and Al Franken called for the death of. What is O'Reilly talking about? To prevent Coulter from achieving her goals of lowering the bar of political discourse and intimidating victims from speaking out, the mainstream media should, if they want to act morally, shun her as they would someone on the left who behaved as she did. I'm not holding my breath. To close, you may recall I told you about my friend, I'll call her Elle, who doesn't watch TV or listen to talk radio and didn't know who Bill O'Reilly was. I sent Elle a CD with some of my podcasts. She heard a clip or two of O'Reilly. She called me up and said, Jack, you've taken away my innocence. Well, Recently, I sent Elle a second CD of my podcast, and she heard a clip or two of Ann Coulter, including the one with Coulter snidely chuckling about deporting 12 million people. This time, Elle called me up and appropriately upped the ante. She said, Jack, you've lowered the level of my existence. Yes, listen to Ann Coulter. Look at Ann Coulter's snide smile. She seems to mistake snideness for intellectual heft. Be exposed to the sociopathic reverberations she sends careening across the American body politic. Yes, Ann Coulter lowers the level of America's existence. She lowers the level of our collective existence. Well, that'll about wrap it up for today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about Blast the Right. And also, vote for Blast the Right on PodcastAlley.com. There's a one-click link for each of those on my podcast homepage. A special shout-out to all you Live 365 listeners. Search in Google for Blast the Right, and my podcast homepage will come up number one. Why not sign up there, and you can download and listen to any episode of Blast the Right anytime you want. And, as I mentioned last week, some right-wingers have gone to Yahoo and given me one-star ratings. I hope some of the subscribers out there through Yahoo can go there and give me some five-star ratings. Thank you. Music credits. The bumper music was, My Girlfriend Is No Ann Coulter. By Lucky Man Clark. We'll close with a little bit of Taking My Country Back by Honky Tonkers for Truth. Links to all the music I play on Blast the Right can be found on my music resources page. Links to all the statistics and quotations I use can be found on my data resources page. Both of them are linked to off the main podcast homepage. Keep all that great email coming in. My address is rational net. You can also leave a comment for me to play on Blast the Right. Dial 310-933-5891. You can also Skype me at Jack from Blast the Right. So, until next time, I'll sign off and say I love you all, including all you right-wing misguided souls.
0: Man. You